I'll admit there's a balance. There's part of us that says, oh, thank God nobody found out about that. When the reality is we should almost say, well, thank Satan that nobody found out about that. I'm, I'm trying to hide my sin. But we do also understand that sin needs to be exposed. But there's also grace on the part of God where he doesn't expose everything going on in our life, almost as if we can't take it or couldn't take it. So does God expose our sin or not? Does he some, sometimes let it slide or not slide? Why does it seem like some people always have their sin exposed and others it seems to go uncovered forever? Well, I think I have insight to that. And if not, you can argue with me. But that's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer Garth Ackman, David Alliance. How you doing? Hey, check me out. Reach out to me at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. And don't forget, in a couple months, if you're in the area, here at Hillspring Church, we're going to be having a series on Tuesday nights called How to Be a Man. We're going to have meat and meat. We're going to have meat off the grill, and then we're going to have meat out of the Word of God. We'll be covering all kinds of things. I mean, just some simple topics of, uh, of how to be a man will be, you know, how to deal with a woman who pouts or who plays the silent treatment or who always demands her own way or who won't have sex. How do you handle your money? How do you heal from the past? How do you heal from maybe dad wounds or father wounds? What's more uh, dangerous, alcohol or porn? A lot of good things. We're going to cover a ton of stuff. I'll let you know more about it when it starts in the spring coming up soon. Now, let's jump into this. Who does God expose and not expose when it comes to sin? You know, we read all through Scripture examples of God exposing sin in people's lives. But then we also know, and, and probably personally, that God doesn't expose all the sin in our lives. Uh, I, I won't get into why, but I want to tell you a story out of 2 Kings chapter 5. Naaman is the general to the king of Assyria, and he gets leprosy. He thinks it's over. It's over. But his slave girl, who was captured from Israel... She says, you know, if you could get to the prophet in Israel, he would heal you. So he's got Naaman's ear. Naaman's thinking about this. So he goes to the king of Assyria, King Aram, and says, look, there's a prophet in Israel that can heal me. Now, Aram loves Naaman so much. He's so loyal. He says, go to the king of Israel, ask to be healed, take 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, 10 tailor-made suits, and get healed. So Naaman does that. But when he shows up to the king of Israel, the king panics. The king of Israel really at that time is more of a puppet king. And he's thinking the king of Assyria is trying to pick a fight. He knows I can't heal this guy. Well, as you read through the chapter, Elisha finds out about what's going on. And he says, I'll take care of it. I got this. So he tells Naaman, you need to go down to the Jordan River and you need to dunk in it seven times. You might know the story. I'm not telling it for this purpose of he didn't want to, but then he obeyed. That's great. But ultimately, Naaman does do, in fact, dunk himself seven times. And on the way up, he's completely healed. Now he wants to give Elisha all this money, 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, 10 tailor-made suits. Why, why Why the clothing, someone might ask? Well, because the clothing would help Elisha identify as one of the king of Assyria's, you know, main honchos. He has prestige. You know, the professional football teams, they wear professional jerseys. And you really only get to wear the professional jersey if you're on the team. 
and the 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 wares the 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 robe and the outfits that Elisha would wear people would know this guy knows the king of Assyria he's important so the money the fame the prestige the the position Elisha wants none of it so they you know name is like okay cool i appreciate it and he heads back to uh to Assyria but Gazi yeah Gazi there's always a Gazi He's one of the servants to Elisha. He sneaks out of the uh, out, out of the pack of people that are uh, traveling, and he goes back to Naaman, and he says, "Oh, Naaman, hey, uh, Elisha sent me because there seem to be two men of honor who just came into the uh, our presence, and Elisha would like to honor them." And and Naaman's like, "Oh, absolutely, of course. Here, take some gold, take some of these clothing," and so Gazi takes it and he kind of slips back into camp. But uh, Elisha, you know, when you walk with God like that, Elisha knows. He goes to Gazi and he says, hey, where you been? And Gazi, you know, is like, what? Where I haven't, I haven't been anywhere. You know, don't you love asking someone where they've been when you know where they've been and you know they're going to pretend like they haven't been there? Any parent knows what I'm talking about. And he says, uh, I, haven't, I haven't been anywhere. And Elisha goes, yes, you have. And he says, now at this moment, what was uh, suffering of Naaman, meaning the leprosy, what he had, you, and not only you, your whole family will now suffer with, and boom, all of a sudden, Ghazi gets leprosy as, as well as his family. You go, Garth, what does this have to do with exposing sin in one person's life and not in another's? Well, here's the deal. You see, Ghazi, he was selfish, trying to build his own kingdom. He was in it for himself, and he was exposed. Elisha called him out. You're here doing all this, not in the name of God, but in the name of yourself. There's a lot of pastors out there, evangelists, on social media, and they're just promoting themselves. They're promoting their brand. They're promoting their church, their gospel, their book, their teaching. They're not, they're not promoting Jesus. They're not promoting the gospel. But back to Naaman. So when he, at the end, can't get Elisha to take any gold, he says, well, then I ask one favor, Elisha. He goes, I want some dirt that I can make an altar on to your God, because he's the only God. He's the one true God. And I also want a favor, because I am the, the guard, the general, the security personnel for my king. When he enters into the, the, uh, the temple of Raman, I, I, I have my hand on his shoulder, and when he bows, I have to bow. But I'm not bowing to this to this other God because I, I believe he's the God. I, I'm just doing it because I have to out of obligation for my friendship and service to the king. Is there any way God can overlook this sin? And Elisha says, yes, it will be overlooked. See, Naaman realized, I, I'm not in this for my kingdom. I'm in this for God's kingdom. And even though I, may, I might be called to do some things that may be unscrupulous or seen as sin by others, I'm not doing it to build my kingdom. Gazi was. He got struck down. Naaman wasn't. Naaman was solely wanting to promote God, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, and Elisha honored it. Think about it. Garth Eckman, David Alliance, keep slaying giants.